For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. edition of the Night Report podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Yes, we've seen your comments about the co-host things in the chat. I'm just going to go with host now if it annoys you guys that much, whatever. Who cares? Anyway, this is an instant reaction edition of our podcast uh, because Rutgers has a new commitment. Uh, Florida linebacker Samarion Robinson flipped from UCF to Rutgers today. Uh, he's a six foot three, two hundred fifteen pound linebacker out of Lincoln High School in Tallahassee, Florida. Tell us a little bit about this kid, Richie, because uh, it seems like Rutgers hasn't been recruiting him that long, and you know he's from the general area in c- Central Florida, and he uh, decided to come up to Rutgers and he committed today. So, what happened yeah. there? So basically, uh, they offered in late May. Um, he was a UCF commit since uh, late January. Uh, he chose UCF over a couple good offers like Louisville, Maryland, South Florida, Cincy, who I always forget. Like I, I usually list the power five offers and then I'm like, now I have to include Cincy and like central Florida. And it's to, kinda, yeah, I was going to say, you have to include central Florida too, cause they're now it's, it's, member of the big yeah. 12. It's kind of trippy. So, um, this, this is a, a really good get though for Rutgers. I mean, you're able to flip a kid from central Florida who is one of their higher rated commits. Um, he just visited their campus on June 2nd. Uh, for an official visit, he was also at their, it's called bounce house weekend, which is like kind of a play on their, uh, their whole space theme and their space program and all that. Um, but yeah, no, this is a really good commit for Rutgers. Uh, they offered him late, like I said, in late May, got him on campus this past Tuesday. It started, I believe, I guess he t- technically flew in on Monday night, but, uh, Joe Harris Simiak led the way here and just was able to lock him down, get him to campus and then seal the deal with the official visit. And that was pretty much it. So it's really as simple as that. Now, you're not just beating out the programs I listed before because since he committed to Central Florida, he added Arizona, he added Colorado, um, Mississippi State. He visited Georgia. He visited Florida for camps and visits. Uh, so this is, this is a kid that you beat out quite a few, uh, quite a few programs for. So this is, this is a really good flip for Rutgers, and uh, I think they're for their first flip of the 2024 class. Yeah, this is the uh, the yin to the yang. We lose a, a flip in June Pruitt to Boston College. We gain a flip in Samarian Robinson from UCF. So you just kind of got it, rolled it. This is how recruiting works. Um, talk a little bit about his game, though. Uh, it sounds like he's a really good athlete. Has he been playing football for a long time? Uh, just break, in, break his game down a bit. Yeah, so basically uh, he plays down in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, everyone knows, uh, Florida State's territory. They didn't offer, which I found a little bit interesting, but they're kind of recruiting on a different level, this recruiting class. But regardless, um, he's technically uh, listed as an inside linebacker per us, but I, I think that's completely like wrong. 
I'll just I'll be flat out honest about it. I didn't list it, so someone else did. Um, I think he's an outside linebacker all the way. 6'3", 215, 214, I think we have him at. He's fast. He's quick. He's a good sideline to sideline linebacker. Does a good job tackling and wrapping guys. Um, he His 40-yard dash is listed as a 4.67, which which isn't the craziest thing in the world, but it's not bad either. I would just say it's pretty good. That's that's about it. Um, but from what I was told, he's tested at a couple different camps this uh, this spring, and that's kind of where those offers came from. And uh, he's um, that's basically why all these Power 5 schools are all, all of a sudden after him and uh, why Rutgers got in pretty, I wouldn't say late, but it definitely wasn't early. So uh, this is just a really good flip for Rutgers. He also plays strong safety for his, uh, for his high school program, so he has a little bit of coverage skills. But overall, just a big hitter. Uh, good linebacker, um, good linebacker, big hitter, good tack, good form tackler. And I don't know his competition that well at uh, Lincoln High School because that's a newer one that I've heard. But uh, from based on what I was told, he, he, everyone loves him down there. And he's a he's a really good get. This is a great get and a great overall get in this linebacker class. That's got Sam Piloff, Montel Johnson, and now Samarion Robinson, which is Florida, Michigan, and Wisconsin, which I couldn't have predicted for the life of me when this recruiting class started. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, this is the third linebacker commitment in the class. Uh, the second one in the past few weeks, um, Rutgers, I didn't, I didn't expect them to take three linebackers. So they, they wrapped up at linebacker for this class. Yeah. So originally I didn't expect them to take three linebackers either. The plan was two the whole way. And then uh, they offered this kid and it's like, all right, that's a little bit interesting. Um, that leads to like a couple things here. So Montel John, not Montel. Um, that means uh, Willie Love is probably kind of out of a spot at this point, and so is Noah Shaw. Those two guys visited campus for official visits. Uh, I want to say what two weeks ago at this point. Um, so yeah, it sounds like those guys are just kind of. Um, I don't want to call it, say shit out of luck, but they're shit out of luck at this point. So uh, we'll see what happens with their recruitments. I know Noah Shaw is set to go to East Carolina this weekend. Uh, I think he also visited Duke the weekend after Rutgers, so he, maybe he ends up there. Uh, as uh, as far as Willie Love goes, he doesn't have any other official visits. He was want to take some in fall, but this leans more towards what we were hearing that Willie Love is a true tweener. A lot of programs, including Rutgers, see him as a linebacker at that next level. Um, so that that's that's that for that one. Uh, his head coach, Malik Brown, is also brothers with Maryland uh, offensive analyst Preston Brown. So most of you probably remember Preston was the head coach at Woodrow Wilson slash now Eastside High. So I'd keep an eye on that program right there. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is pretty much it for linebacker, it seems like. And they're at 15 now, I believe. So you're kind of getting a little like uh, kind of getting full, actually, for the most part. So you've got to kind of be picky and choosy on what you want now. Maybe you add one more D lineman to make it four total in the class. Probably another two receivers and then you probably just go, you start focusing on the portal. The portal's coming up quick. And I think the portal is going to be an in-season type thing nowadays because kids are going to realize like, Hey, like I'm not playing much. Screw this. I'm out. Take my red shirt year. So we'll see. No, I agree. If after two, three games, if a guy's not happy with uh, his role on a team, we saw it in the past, you mm-hmm. know, even as far back as, you know, five, six years ago. Do you remember how many kids like basically sat out that one year? I think it was Ashes last year, uh, between you know, Art Sikowski and uh uh Blackshear. Blackshear, yep. yeah. Who actually uh, um still follows Rutgers to this day, uh interestingly enough. I've I talked to him not too uh 
not too long ago. I think it was during the spring game, and he was he was asking me what channel it's on and like how he can watch it. So he still he does still follow it. There's no as much as uh, Rutgers fans want to get pissed at uh at Blackshear for leaving. At, under that regime, do you really blame him? Because no. I'll be honest, I don't. <laughs> I don't either, and I'm glad that you know he made the NFL. It's, <clears throat> you always root for these guys to make it. It's so hard. They put in so much time and effort and, and sacrifices that it's always, even if a guy transfers out, I'm always glad to see them uh, make the league. Yeah, um, of course. So it, it's interesting now looking at the class breakdown of where these guys are from. Like This is the fifth commitment for Rutgers from uh, Florida in this class. I only have two recruits from the state of New Jersey, and it doesn't seem like there's very many others that are super high on either Rutgers list or are super high on Rutgers in general that they're going after. We have more commitments in our class right now from the state of Michigan than we do from the state of New Jersey. And I think this is just further outlining that, you know, Chiano and company are going to go after talent where it's receptive. And if that's in Florida, if that's in big 10 country, if that's not in the state of New Jersey, then so be it. Um, those guys will show interest when they turn the program around, but if they're not interested right now. Then as we've said in the past, F them. Um, yeah, pretty much. So I, uh, is, go on. No, you go ahead. Cause I got, uh, yeah, I re I redid the, uh, the spreadsheet for the 2024 class and I'm looking at it right now. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they went another, maybe Kyle Sanders is the only one. I don't think they went another Jersey kid, to be honest with you. I think that might be, yeah. I mean, uh, pending new offers, I'm not counting those because I, I don't know who the hell they're going to offer in the future. But uh, I think this is it. This is it for Jersey. I think they're pretty much done. And it's it's two kids, which is interesting to say the least. But New York's kind of been their bread and butter recently. And that's where I think you'll add at least one, maybe two more, maybe three more. Um, probably going to go with two at the minimum. At, go with one at the minimum, maybe two tops. Um but yeah, I mean, this is it. They're going to go, if you're not going to stay home, they're going to go Florida. They're going to go Michigan, for example. They're going to go North Carolina, which is a new uh, state of Rutgers ground. They're going to go to Wisconsin um, and in Canada kind of too, because that leans back towards the uh, the Lumen brothers who are both Canadian or Raynor Andrews, yep. who's from the Bahamas. So this is a very unique class. Um, and it's only, it's uh, it's a pretty good one though for Rutgers, all things considered. Yeah. Also, it's it's interesting that there's no PA kids in the class and no Delaware kids. There's only yeah, one New York kid. That's true. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. It's a true uh, wide distribution. Like it seems like everybody in this class is from at least a uh, hundred miles away from campus or more. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, actually, actually insane. More. Probably it's, more like 300 miles at least. Yeah. And um, touching, touching on that a little bit too. Um, I don't know if you saw on our boards yesterday, but um, for people that, that don't know um, John Garcia jr. Is our new uh, rivals recruiting analyst for the Southeast region. So basically Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Um, he posted on our board. So Rutgers offered a 2025 kid out of Florida, so to speak in Coyo Campbell. He's a running back. Uh, he's a little on the smaller side, but he, he even said to uh, our message board yesterday that one to keep a really close eye on. And I know I'm talking 2024 class and now moving to 2025, but kids are committing. 
there's yep. a couple classes already out there that have like three, four or five commits in 2025 already. So keep an eye on that. And uh, he's, he's going to be a real, uh, real name to keep an eye on in Quail Campbell at a Clearwater Academy, but he's a Canadian native. So you kind of see the connection there. Yep. Um, so circling back to Samarian Robinson, is he shutting down his recruitment now? Is he done taking visits? That's what it sounds like. Um, this is where it gets tricky. I'm going to be kind of, you guys aren't going to like my stance on this, but when it comes to a kid that was committed somewhere else and was taking visits elsewhere and then flips elsewhere and to a totally different school, my my thinking is is that he's still going to take visits, especially if programs are going to still show interest in him. If he has a big senior year, keep an eye on Florida State, who's down the street from him. Keep an eye on uh, Florida, who took him on a visit, I want to say 14, 13 days ago, something like that. Maybe it might have been a month ago at this point. I don't even know. I know it was this spring. That's what I know. Um, <laughs> he also visited Georgia. I don't think Georgia's going to take him at all, but God forbid, you never know. So. I do think all the Florida schools are ones to keep an eye on, especially the uh, the bigger name like Power Five schools, because they're always going to be a, a threat for Florida kids. And that's what you kind of see with a lot of these recruitments nowadays. Like a kid like Jamari Howard, for example, was committed to Michigan State, went on a Rutgers official visit. Now it sounds like he's dead set on staying in Florida, whether that be Florida, Florida State, or even UCF showing interest in him as well. So it's a uh, it's definitely hard to say if he's going to fully shut it down. He want he's saying he's going to shut it down, but is he to be determined? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, Florida kids, like we've said over and over, um, just a yeah, they're different. Uh, it's just a lot different down there um, in general. So yeah, we've seen but, that over the years, time and time again. Um, we'll see. So we're going to have to constantly recruit this kid to keep him committed, but you know that's to be expected. Um, what else do we got for today? Is there anything um, that uh, you want to touch on other than this uh, commitment? Uh, not football wise. I mean, for the most part, football, uh, this war room on Friday, I'm going to have a giant update on the recruiting class and they'll kind of show you where things stand with most of the rest of the uh, offerees that haven't committed elsewhere. Um, in terms of other committed elsewhere guys, I don't really see anyone that's on the verge or close to flipping at all. And I, like I said before, it's probably going to go portal uh, pretty quickly. Um, in terms of transfer portal for Rutgers football, they're mostly done. They do want an offensive tackle really bad, but I posted this on the board and I'll, I'll say it on here too. There's they, they've reached out to guys, but there was, a, for example, there was one guy they reached out to recently and apparently he's getting like 400 and something K per, for one year, like a rental. Jesus. And it's just like, okay, well, sorry, I guess we'll hang up the phone. I'll talk to you later. And <laughs> be mindful. This isn't for like a tackle that, you know, is arguably the best tackle in the portal. This is Night the course. best left at this point. Like somebody probably had an injury and needed a fill in that's competent. Like this is just like how much it costs at this point in the calendar for competent play. Yeah. And then it's funny because if someone on our board said they're like, why, why doesn't Shiano find 400 K to make this happen? This could be the difference between four and six wins. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right on the four and six wins thing. Like it could be the difference maker, but like, you got 400 K just laying around that you want to throw into the Knights of the Raritan real quick, then do it by all means, do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. You can be the difference. You could be the GM basically. If you have 400 K laying around that you're just want yeah. to throw in at, at this uh, collective or this or one specific kid, like go for it. But that's just not how it works. Like Rutgers has yeah. uh what the second lowest endowment in the big 10 already. And donor support, uh, like 
Yeah, sounds about right. It's like I think it's behind Maryland or in front of Maryland, who's dead last somehow. Um, but yeah, like there's a ton of alumni, but no one donates back, and that's the big issue. That's that was always the issue. It's not just NIL. Now it's just turning into an NIL issue. It went from a we don't have money for facilities, money for donors, money for this, to now we don't have money for kids either. So do they have money? Yes, they have some money. Do they have 400K laying around for an offensive tackle that's from a lower-level program? No, they don't. So if you have 400K and you want to be that difference maker to getting a bowl game, do it. <laughs> yeah, no, they'll gladly take the money and spend it uh, spend it for guys that they're looking for, but it's uh... – like you said, that's not how things work. It's not how Rutgers fans and donors work. Um, but they would gladly take it and spend it if they had it. That's basically the point. Yeah. So it's uh, that's all I got for football recruiting. That's basically my little rant there. But uh, yeah. And then uh, in terms of basketball, we could shift to that a little bit. Sure. Uh, what's going on with the basketball team? Um, so 2025 official recruiting period started last week we posted an article i told you like six seven eight kids whatever it was um one of those six seven eight kids was on campus yesterday so he uh what do you call it he nigel james he's out of massachusetts he uh where, where the heck is this post i can't find it uh cushing academy one of the prep schools up in massachusetts we'll have more on him shortly as uh, zach smart's very familiar with him very familiar with the the program up there and all those guys, but uh, he also plays for Expressions Elite, which is Gavin Griffith's uh, AAU team, which is another connection there. And it's more towards the trend of Pykele going towards these smaller guards. He's only about six foot tall, um, listed. So mind you, let's let's be honest, that's probably not anywhere near. It's probably more like five ten, five eleven, which is fine. But those smaller, faster guards is what they kind of want in uh, going forward. It seems like so really good get, uh, not really good get, um, really good offer early on for Rutgers and. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think this is a this is going to be one to watch out for in uh, the future, especially for the twenty twenty five class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be interesting seeing the staff transition to the twenty five class. It's always interesting watching, you know, a program transition to the next recruiting class because it's just like it's like opening a brand new pack of cards. Like you don't really know what's going to be in there. You might get a rare. You might get you know an autograph. You don't really you don't really know until you kind of get around to it because um, we're so you know, focused on the current class right now um, mm-hmm. and wrapping up the 24 class. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, other than that, our rankings came out this week. Uh, I think we talked about that already though. Um, Pike went on Sirius XM recently to talk about his program on the big 10 morning show, the big 10 this morning show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he did mention about Paul leaving. He didn't drag him through the mud or anything like that. It's Paul's his like second son. Second son, third son, second son. Um, so yeah, he didn't say anything bad about him. He did kind of confirm that he would have started, but like we we knew that like, it wasn't yeah. a secret that Paul would have started. It's just the issue was that Paul wasn't going to start the point guard spot. Paul probably would have yeah. started like that facilitator type role as like almost a three, pretty much, or maybe a two. But I don't know. It's tough. But he uh, very high praise for incoming, well not incoming, enrolled freshman Gavin Griffiths. Uh, basically said he's going to play a lot. I, I don't think that was a secret. Um, they need offensive help, and that's a hell of a shooter right there to start. So he'll probably start at this point. They're still trying to get a guard. They're expected, expected, mind you, to get a guard on campus this weekend. As long as it happened, as long as everything goes status quo with paperwork, this, that, and the third, he'll be on campus this weekend. 
If not, it sounds like it could be pushed back a weekend, but they're very confident in this said transfer prospect. So we'll wait and see what happens there. Um, Jermichael Davis officially signed. So you guys can stop worrying. I told you he signed months, a month ago, two months ago, whatever the open period was for signing. Um, he signed it, it just wasn't public. That's he wanted to do something with his family. I don't know what ended up happening with that. Um, it is what it is. He's on campus. Emmanuel Ogbowl's Ogbowl, Ogbowl, I don't know how to pronounce that either, is expected to be on campus. I haven't seen anything confirming it yet, but they did. They already did post something about him signing, so he's he's good to go too. Um, and then yeah, we're just kind of waiting, uh, waiting to see what uh, Dylan Harper's decision is. That's that's pretty much it. That's all we're waiting on at this point in terms of Rutgers basketball. So yeah, and that could be yeah. Undetermined amount of time at this point. It could be weeks. He could, you know, just decide I want to end this, or it could be months. So um, I know that we're all just at the edge of our seat. We're we're hoping it happens sooner rather than later. But you know, his schedule is absolutely insane. So I get yeah. him wanting to to you know take a more deliberate approach to figuring out where he's going to go to college. I totally understand that approach. Yeah. Did um, you see uh, my tweet with Dylan? Uh, <laughs> no. What did you say? He, uh, so he posted his photo with the USA jersey, and it was uh, uh-huh. it was number 10. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then I was looking, and I was like, I'm going to do some research real quick. Looked throughout his top five programs, and I'm like, uh, all right, Kansas has number 10 retired. Therefore, Kansas is eliminated. They're done. Although he does <laughs> he does wear two for everything else, so it doesn't matter, I guess, technically. But, um, yeah, no. So if you do the math right now, he wore number 10. Number 10 at Kansas is retired fully, so. He can't have it. Therefore, Kansas is no longer a threat. It's down to Rutgers or Duke, like it's always been. Um, that's my analysis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of uh, interesting NBA basketball uh, rumors and news, too. It sounds like Damian Lillard just requested a trade. Uh, there's a rumor about, yeah, and, um, you're, you're, you're rubbing your hands together like the, the hungry raccoon. Um I mean, what is, what is Dame going to do for, for Nothing. the Nets, by the way? We're not yeah, even yeah. getting past the second round, so it don't matter. But it's just cool to have a superstar again, especially because I never thought we'd get one after the shit show we had before. Yeah, and I mean, he's not on the Nets yet, but everyone's connecting the dots because they're a better suited team to win, I guess, in theory, than the, the Blazers. It's kind of a I, – I could see it either way because, like, I don't know. If you added a guy like – Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. Whoa, Plus, you've already got Charlotte's dude. He's he's going to Charlotte apparently well, I mean, for Woj. Yeah, it's what, what I mean is you have two of the two really good options. Oh yeah. or you have a good option that's th- going to be available to you. <clears throat> yeah, you guys got like Shaden Sharp and, <clears throat> and Simons. Like they have talent, but I, I get where he's coming from. That it's all young guys that he would have to like carry along the way, basically. Yeah. Um, speaking of NBA. Um, I didn't even think about this. We should have mentioned this before. So I talked to a source yesterday, uh, about Caleb McConnell, just to check in, see what's going on. Uh, Caleb had three more workouts this past week with NBA teams. And I was like, damn, dude, I can't, uh, through Thursday, through this past Thursday through Monday, I was trying to think, damn, like how many times, how many uh, teams did he work out for? So he ended up finishing with eight workouts total. It's pretty good for a kid, uh, that I didn't think was going to be a G League player, but uh, his agent uh, basically has told me that he's working really good. Great feedback from the, the, the teams, which, I mean, he's not going to tell me it's bad feedback. Um, yeah, yeah. 
said the jumper has improved quite a bit, and that's the most notable things teams are teams have said about his workouts. They don't know what exactly is going to happen yet. I don't think he's going to get drafted. I'll just start by saying that. But I do think he has a great shot of getting to the G League. He'll at least get a summer league invite. And I don't think two ways the craziest thing in the world because his defense is at that crazy next level. Um, I think it's going to be a hard sell on a two-way, but I do think he has a really good shot of playing in the G League. Yeah, I don't see the two-way personally, but G League, I definitely see. Like, the yeah. Athletic put out their top 100, like, uh, draft-eligible prospects, mm-hmm. and Caleb was on there. He was number 75, and, you know, 60 guys get drafted, so he's not yeah. that far outside the range of getting drafted. I do think that he's got a shot, like, basically what the report said, because they did, like, a full, like, two-page write-up on him. Mm-hmm. Basically, they said that he's an elite defender, nothing we don't know. Uh, but like a lot of like the intricacies of defending, they went into just like active hands and like just, footwork, like, like it's, footwork, yeah, yeah, just like just an incredible like savant level understanding of defense and passing lanes. Yeah, but they yeah. said if he improves his 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 offensive game, his jumper, and his ability to finish around the rim, like he's an NBA player. And I think mm-hmm. I've said that you've said that yeah. I've compared him to like a poor man's uh, uh what's his name, Matisse Thybul. Uh, I still yeah. stand by that. Like he's an elite defender who has a very raw offensive game. We'll say, uh, but I, I mean, I'm rooting for him. He's one of my favorite Rutgers basketball players ever. Just like great teammate, just wanted yeah. to do kind of anything to to help the team win. So came back yeah. for a fifth year when he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. I mean, good for him. I hope he I hope he gets selected. I just I'm not confident in it, but. Uh, yeah, I do think he'll uh, be on a G League team at the very least. And who, yep. who knows? With injuries and stuff, maybe he gets a call-up or maybe he gets a 10-day contract next year and gets to see Caleb McConnell playing in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely be uh, rooting for the guy. Um, I, I don't. I also don't see him getting drafted, but I do see him getting a lot of uh, offers to you know join summer league teams and yeah. be on a, a, some kind of uh, – G League team because G League team like people just it used to be fairly easy to get on when it was the D League to get on one of those teams. Mm-hmm. It's gotten so much harder to get a G League invite. It's like two or three times harder to make a G League team than it used to be, even yeah. like five to ten years ago. The, the other thing with him getting drafted too that I want to mention is there's two forfeited picks tomorrow in the draft, so that's kind of yep. there's either two less chances. So it's like it kind of hurts guys a lot, but at the same time you almost I don't want to say you don't want to be drafted, obviously, but like if you're in that late of a section, like in this late second round, you almost kind of want to pick your team. So kind of look at the roster output yep. that and uh, pick your pick your team based on that stuff. But I do think we'll see a lot of Big Ten names um, on Thursday, and that's it's always interesting to me when we watch guys that like Caleb has locked up, for example. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, there, there he is. He's getting drafted first round. Like, oh shit! It goes to show how good his defense really was. Yeah, and if you just take a look at like some of the top teams in the NBA in terms of like developing players, like how many undrafted guys were on the Heat this past year on in the finals run, like six or seven? Yeah, it's crazy. You look at the Raptors um, who who runs on like yeah. one of their best players, Fred Van Vliet's undrafted. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good undrafted players in the NBA who stick. So it's not it's not new knock on him if he doesn't get drafted. Yeah. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Caleb. And that's uh, that's all I really got other than that. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, thanks to everybody who left a comment. We have a 
tidal wave of comments on the last video. Ooh, yeah. Keep doing and, it. Uh, we'll, ex we'll extend it here. If you comment, uh, keep pound or pounding nails uh, in the comment section, uh, you'll get entered into the drawing for the prizes that we're doing for the giveaway. Like we said previously, we're doing a Cliff Marie jersey, we're doing a Ron Harper jersey, and we're doing a year sub to the site as the three prizes. Um, if you list your rival's screen name and you're a premium member, you'll get a second entry into the contest. Um, so in the comments below, keep pound or pounding nails, keep pounding with your screen name <laughs> done. Uh, but once again, thanks for listening. This has been another edition of the Network Podcast. Signing off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.